Arizona, Arizona Sports, sports. The, the local sports, local leader. sports leader, Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset, yeah. brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC and Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 o'clock reset, and off we go here at the halfway point to the Burns and Gambo show, the 4 o'clock reset, this is where we get you caught up on everything, and in case you missed it, Suns President of Basketball Operations, James Jones, with us exactly a half hour ago, this is the closest thing you're going to get to a confirmation. Ready to confirm that he will take the court? I mean, that's the plan. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, but I expect him to, to be ready. I know he's been, been anxious to get back with us. Um, he had a couple good practices. And so he just, um, you know, we just move forward hoping that uh, he can play tonight and he can play well. I get it. After what happened last time, you know, you don't want to completely, totally, 100% airtight guarantee that he's going to play tonight, right? Because you can never tell what's going right. to happen a half hour before tip. But it sounds like he is going to play tonight for the Phoenix Suns, which just raises the anticipation level up way high for that home debut. Yep, so this is it. It's been a long time coming for Kevin Durant to make his home debut, but it's based on what James Jones said. It is. It's locked in. But he's going to play tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, so all eyes will be on that game. Suns were 4-6 and six in their last 10 games without Kevin Durant. They got hot a little late. That record was not very good a few days ago, a few games ago, before he rolled that ankle before his original scheduled home debut. That game against Minnesota is going to start at 7 o'clock tonight. You'll hear it on the Arizona Sports app. You'll hear it here on 98.7 FM as well. For the Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards is probable to play with a calf injury. Carl Anthony Towns also probable with a calf injury. The new addition is Kyle Anderson. He's questionable to play tonight with an illness. Corian Prince is also questionable to play tonight with an illness. Okay, yeah, that's those guys have all been playing well for them. They've got a lot of depth. They've got a you know, very balanced team, a lot of depth, but that would be a big loss for them if he can't play. No doubt about it. As far as the rest of the West and how things are going right now for the Phoenix Suns with seven games to go. Currently in fourth, if you're looking at the loss column, the Phoenix Suns have 35 losses. They're in fourth. The L.A. Clippers are one game back in the loss column with 36 losses. Golden State, two games back in the loss column after beating the Pelicans last night. They had, did you watch any of that game last night, by the they way? They were down by 18. They were getting destroyed. destroyed and then they game. came back and went on an incredible rush. Big, big second half. Yeah. Huge second half for Golden State. May have, you know, maybe one of those games that keeps them out of the play-in tournament. Fueled, in fact, by Draymond Green, who got a technical foul. And really, Steve Kerr, after the game, said he basically willed us to win. Because he was so fired up. He was right on the edge of getting run from that game. But he emotionally kind of charged up the Warriors and got them to carry on to that win last night. Minnesota is the seventh seed right now. The Pelicans are the eighth seed. The Lakers are the ninth seed. OKC is the tenth seed. And Dallas is on the outside looking in. Everybody's packed in so tight right now. Games to watch tonight. The Lakers are at the Bulls. The Clippers are at the Grizzlies. The Thunder are at the Pistons tonight. Clippers and Grizzlies. If the Grizzlies win, would Golden State jump ahead of them? If the Suns beat the T-Wolves and the Grizzlies beat the Clippers, would that put Golden State in the five spot? Do the Warriors have the tiebreaker over the Clippers? I don't know. That's that, don't they, know. they both okay. have the same record. They'd both be 40-37 and 37 okay. if that happened. So I don't know who has the tiebreaker between Golden State. I think... 
Golden State has a tiebreaker. Over the Clippers. I, I, I don't know for sure. I don't okay. know for we'll sure. Check. We'll check. It. We'll All right. Check. Uh, finalists for the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame include Dwayne Wade. He's in. Dirk Nowitzki. He's in. Pal Gasol. He's in. Tony Parker. Becky, he's in. Becky Hammond. She's in. And Greg Popovich. He's in. Yeah, they're all they're all in. That's a loaded class. They're all that, in. They're all in. Mm-hmm. They're all in. Speaking of the Warriors, Steve Kerr saying today that they're hopeful Andrew Wiggins will return sometime this season. I saw that. I saw that he's actually been working out a little bit. Now, that's not good news for the rest of the NBA because Wiggins, you know, he's a dynamic player. But, yeah, I was reading a, a game story after the Warriors win last Last night, and at the end of it, it said, "Hey, Wiggins is kind of working his way back." It was reported on the TNT broadcast last night that he's working out as a as preparing to return to the lineup. The internet detectives are out in full force when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals and this idea that maybe some new jerseys are coming. Now, nobody knows for sure, but many have linked the use of a yellow color in their draft hat and in the nameplate for Jonathan Gannon during the owners' meetings. The team shop is going to be closed for a couple of days this weekend, reopening on Sunday. The cherry on top is that Mitch found out that all the old Cardinals jerseys are on sale on the NFL website. Mm-hmm. The only other team with their jerseys on sale is the Carolina Panthers. You discovered that as well. You yes. got into the sleuthing business as well on this one. Yeah, just, you, know, took, you looked at the Carolina page on the NFL shop and they had, their jerseys are discounted. So Cardinals and Carolina, I don't know what that means. But I think it's kind of a... I kind of think it's a raw deal if you're going to sell a bunch of jerseys. Hey, discounted jerseys, come get them now. And then you unveil new jerseys like a week later. Ah, sucker! Like... That's terrible. Fire, well, plus I you, would just not sell them right now. I would not sell any more jerseys for the next week until you unveil the new ones. You looked at well, that that would be a clue right there, right? Okay, like if, but if like all the jerseys aren't for sale. I think we all know what the intentions are. Then I just think it's wrong to like because is that guy going to be like, hey, I just bought this a week. Can I exchange it for the new one? I would rather have the new one. Mm. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson calling out those who are doubting him and his injury status last season on Twitter. Was it Arthur Blank of the Atlanta Falcons? That part of the reason we're not pursuing him is that he's hurt, and Lamar Jackson is it like clapped back at him last night on Twitter to say, hey, I, I'm you know, if I'd gone out there hurt, I wouldn't have given my team a chance to win. I'm a team guy. You can't say that about me. There does not appear to be a lot of interest in Lamar Jackson on the market. There continue to be teams that say they are not interested. I'm fascinated by that, because that guy's a winner. He wins a lot of football games. He's been to the playoffs a few times. He's actually won a playoff game. He's been an MVP. He may not be the most accurate passer out there, but he's one of the most dynamic players in the league. I don't get the Lamar Jackson thing. I, I'd take him over Kyler Murray straight up right now. I'd like Lamar. The Atlanta Falcons have come to terms with former Cardinal and Raven defensive end Clayus Campbell. And he's going to continue his career like he wanted to play another year, and he did that. The Ravens were hopeful to, hopeful to bring him back. They had to kind of cut him and create room because of the tag for Lamar, but the Ravens were hopeful to get him back. He goes to the Falcons, and you know he's, he's still a very productive player. He's had some injuries over the last couple of years, missed some games, but still very productive when he plays. Opening day for Major League Baseball is tomorrow. The Arizona Diamondbacks are in Los Angeles to take on the Dodgers tomorrow night in their opener. Their home opener is uh, still a week away. I feel like I'm getting sick. The new, do you really? You're not feeling well? No, I'm actually not feeling well, but I'm not going to take to, But like that's a great day to just sit home and watch baseball, yeah, isn't it's it? it's going to be on all day. I love watching opening day. The new rules in Major League Baseball will be front and center. Jeff Passan and others looked at the numbers from spring training.
training. The pitch clock shaved off about 26 minutes off of spring training games on right, average let's, let's from go. this year let's, to last year. Let's do it. I mean, let's go. Let's Whatever you got, it's, baseball to me is the best sport in the world. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport. Whatever you have to do to get more people involved and entertained, and if people want to leave the game, you know, they, they kind of want a two-and-a-half-hour time limit. They don't want to be there for three hours. Then do what you have to do to make that happen. Yep. Stolen base attempts increased as well. The success rate on those attempts increased as well from spring training. And then there's this that I know you're a big fan of this. The elimination of the shift and the requirement of the infielders. The batting average on balls put into play for left-handers. Oh, I love this. Went up from 314 to 327. So it was not a dramatic increase, but enough of an increase that everyone's hoping to see that left-handed hitters will be able to have some of their advantage back. It was a, it was such a detriment to left-handed hitters, and that's why there was so many less left-handed hitters in baseball last year because teams were, except for the Diamondbacks, most teams are just going away for it because it wasn't working. Yeah, bummer of news coming out of San Diego. Third base coach and former Diamondback great Matt Williams has colon cancer, according to manager Bob Melvin. That's terrible. He will be with the team on opening day, but after that, he'll go through a leave of absence. Yeah, that, that is terrible that's news. terrible. He's a former great Diamondback player, and I'm sure most people out there want the best for him, and you hate to hear that about Matt Williams, so all of us do wish him a, a recovery from Absolutely. that. Absolutely. The city of Phoenix announced yesterday its aviation department is filing legal action against the city of Tempe for the planned residential development that is a part of the new entertainment district and the proposed new arena for the Coyotes. What's interesting about it is that we all thought this was done. We had we had Javier sitting right there in that seat telling us the issue with the airport was done and passed and the airport had signed off on it. Apparently there's... And yet here we are. There's an area where they're going to build like residential, like where people are going to live. Apartments, yeah. Apartments and that's right and direct for the noise. Like there's going to be a lot of noise right there because that's where a lot of planes go over. So now you've got this lawsuit. How does that affect these three propositions that are going to be voted on in mid-May? I don't know, but I don't think it helps. No, it can't help at all, and that vote is coming up quick, May 16th, as you mentioned a second ago. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, we owe our next guest a conversation about the state of the Western Conference and how he perceives the return of Kevin Durant. Our good friend ESPN's Kevin Pelton is going to join us next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, afternoons. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. I don't know if he meant to do it or not, but the, the choice of the song is fantastic one way or another. Because the last time we were supposed to have Kevin on the phone, we couldn't get him on the phone. Remember? Oh, yeah, I do remember that. We had all sorts of issues getting him on the phone, technical problems. It was a mess. So one way or another, we're going to find you. We're going to get you, get you, get you, get you one Blondie? way or another. Is that Blondie? Yes, it's Blondie. Blondie yeah. yeah, it's one of her big hits. Yeah. Uh, one way or another, we always find a way to get Kevin Pelton from ESPN to talk to the NBA with us. And he joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. What's going on, Kev? How you doing? I'm glad you guys got the bat sig- signal fixed. Yeah, we did. Yeah. The bat signal was broken. Uh, Commissioner Gordon was out there trying to, you know, did somebody kick the plug. <laughs> Here's the truth. The You're the signal. only friend we have, so that's why we call you. We don't have any others. Honestly, this is not that far from <laughs> being, you know, false. I mean, it, when it comes to, you're yeah. kind of the only guy who returns our phone calls, Kev, yeah. so we kind of abuse the relationship yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Mm. 
Hope you don't mind. Well, it's been a minute, so I think it's, I think we're overdue for yeah. a chat. I think so too. All right, so we we just had James Jones on the show, uh, the Jam of the Suns. He confirmed it, you know, and basically said it's the first time we got real confirmation. Durant's going to play tonight against Minnesota. Now, this is the, the regular season is going to end in about ten days. Kevin Durant's making his home debut for the Suns. People go back and they look at Mark Aguirre and Clyde Drexler, Rashid. There's nothing like this, Kevin. There's nothing like this. By the time Kevin Durant plays in the playoffs. For the Suns, he may have played in like eight games. We've never seen it. Even Aguirre and Drexler, they played in about half the games for their respective teams that year, like 36, 37 games. This is crazy. You can't find a real comparison for this. Yeah, my buddy Dan Feldman of the uh, Dunkton Basketball Podcast Network went through the other day and looked at it, and I think you know he found a comparison in the in the fifties where a player had been traded midseason who was injured and came back for at the very tail end of the season. But if you have to go that far back, we're talking six or seven decades. That that tells you how uh, how long certainly it's been. It has been a while. Go ahead, Gamble. Yeah, you, you had another one. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like, you know, what, what do you expect? I mean, it's not only that, right? T.J. Warren hasn't played a whole lot of games for the Suns. He's in their top eight. Terrence Ross hasn't played a whole lot of games for the Suns. He's in their top eight. And Durant, he's played three games so far. I mean, do you think there's any negatives to the fact that these guys haven't played much with their team? I, I think there is a negative. I mean, I, I think there is an element. Look, we see some evidence for the value of continuity early in the season. And, you know, even though I don't think that teams that have traded midseason have necessarily been less successful in the playoffs because of that, it, it's still, you know, a bit of a challenge to overcome and exacerbated by the Durant injury in this case. Now, the good news, of course, is that Durant is, you know, probably, as my ESPN colleague Zach Lowe likes to say, the most seamless superstar fit we've ever seen. And in the three games he did play before tonight, like he looked like he'd been playing in Phoenix forever. I mean, there were still, I think, some issues to resolve for Monty Williams, particularly in how they get DeAndre Ayton touches when you've got Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker all in the starting lineup with him. But, uh, you know, his work with Booker and Paul and how he fit in, that part of it was seamless. Yeah, malleable is the word that we've used several times to kind of describe not only Kevin Durant, but in some ways, Devin Booker too. And, and while Booker's not, you know, superstar level, he's a superstar, but not to the level of Kevin Durant. Booker's game has a little bit of wiggle room and a little bit of flexibility in it too to accommodate somebody like a Kevin Durant, doesn't he? Yeah, and part of what it comes down to in these situations inevitably is how much do you need the ball in your hands to be successful? So, you know, I don't think it's I, I think there maybe are some challenges with someone like Russell Westbrook, but a lot of the issue with him playing with LeBron and Anthony Davis is simply that he needs the ball in his hands. LeBron James is best with the ball in his hands. They can't both have it at the same time. Uh, the difference with these guys is they are such good spot-up shooters that, you know, they are absolutely a threat when they don't have it, don't need it you know, in their hands for an extended period of time to be effective. So I think that that makes it much easier. Uh, the reason why we have such a good relationship with Kevin, so I can just tell everybody in the audience, is back during the bubble, we would have Kevin on every other day and we would yell at him to <laughs> run, the run the simulation. Run the simulation. Tell us what you are the Suns going to get in? Can they make it? What's, what has to happen? What are the odds? I, I, I doubt you've run the simulation, but in your own mind, run it for me and tell me what is the likelihood of the Suns achieving their ceiling with what they've got in your opinion can they win it all and what is the likelihood of them winning it all with what they've got 
Absolutely, they can win it all. I think the fact that they've been able to stay in fourth, you know, despite the having some ups and downs during this period without Kevin Durant is good news because, you know, there's not a long track record in NBA history of teams going on the road to win three playoff series to win it or, you know, three playoff series to get to the finals and then four to ultimately win a championship. There is a track record, though, of teams, you know, winning two on the road after they, they get that first one at home. That's a, that's a much more realistic challenge. Obviously, still some work to do to make sure that they hold off the Clippers and the Warriors and whoever else is in the mix there, you know, now that you have Durant back in the lineup, but you feel better about those chances. Uh, I, I still think, you know, the, the answer in the West is the field over maybe any combination of three teams that you take oh, in the conference. Over, over three? Wide open. I mean, it's just so wide open this year in terms of the teams that are going to have home court advantage aside from, you know, Denver at the very top are not the teams that have the most playoff experience that we consider the strongest. Let's play this game. Let's play this game. Give me three teams. Give Give me three teams right now you think can win. So I think I, if if I'm taking my top three teams, I suppose I would go Denver, Phoenix, and Golden State. Okay, so that leaves the Clippers and the Grizzlies and the, the Lakers Kings. and the Kings. All right, I, yeah. I, I, I get it. We we did this the other day. We, we went through nine teams, and each of us had a pick. Like, I went first, second, third, and then we each ended up with three teams. I have no idea who's going to win this thing. I think the Suns are the best team. My question is, who's the biggest threat to the Suns? I think it's teams that play defense. If you could defend the Suns, you've got a chance to beat them. Denver can defend. They've got, you know, Aaron Gordon's a good defender. Um The Clippers, if Paul George is healthy, the Clippers can defend. So I think those are the teams that would give the Suns the most trouble. Well, I think a Nuggets matchup would be interesting because of the fact that it's, you know, the challenge this, the, the Suns present is there's not a lot of hiding spots on the perimeter. You've got that one, you know, fifth spot in their starting slash closing lineup that other teams are going to be looking to make whoever that player is beat them, whether it's, you know, Okogi or Craig or even Terrence Ross in that spot. We've seen Wainwright at times, including that game in Dallas that they won before Durant got injured that was probably the most impressive performance with him. Uh, so you've got that one spot to hide someone. But, you know, if you've got multiple guys, and in the Nuggets case, Jamal Murray, I think, is capable, but, you know, not someone you want to have a difficult defensive assignment. Michael Porter Jr. is probably someone you are going to actively look to hide and allow him to be a, a help defender and use his length at the rim. The Phoenix lineup is not presenting you a lot of places to hide because, obviously, Jokic is going to be on eight. And so that, that I think, is a challenging matchup for them. I, I, I think it's a team that can really be, you know, effective bringing help and, you know, making uh, making that fifth player beat them, I think is, is going to be, you know, the big test throughout this postseason. Kevin Pelton from ESPN, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show. You said something, and I, I wanted to circle back to it because I didn't want us to pass by it. Getting Aiton his touches and keeping him involved, I, I didn't think they did a great job of it in that short three-game sample size. When Durant played, I got to imagine that's going to be an emphasis over these last seven games because you do have to keep him involved, right? Yeah, you would think so. And then also just to have sort of the interior counterweight to what, you know, that trio is able to do on the perimeter because the one downside to the Suns and, you know, Aiden isn't necessarily helping tremendously either, but as Monty Williams has harped on throughout this stretch is the free throw disparity. That's something that, you know, can be a challenge for them in the playoffs. They just don't manufacture a lot of easy points. So much of it, even though, you know, those guys can make it look easy from the mid range, there's not a lot of transition necessarily. 
putbacks, free throws, those kind of cheap points that you can get to keep the offense flowing when jump shot, shots aren't going down. And, you know, Aiton isn't necessarily going to get to the line a ton, but uh, certainly lobs to him, that sort of thing, can be a way to get you those those attempts that otherwise you're not getting. Yeah. All right, run that simulation, Kev. We'll talk to you the next time we talk to you. Thanks for always picking up the phone, okay? <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks as always for having uh, me. Thanks, Cap. Kevin Pelton joining us from uh, ESPN on the Arizona Sports Line. He's a good. I do like our conversations with him. He's a lot of. We have good fun with him. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we have, and we don't have very many. There's no doubt about that. What's that smell in the Western Conference? Ooh, that smell. Is there a song like that? There is indeed. Brian Ooh, Windhorst says smell. it's fear in the West. Who is afraid of what? That's next on the Burns and Gambo show. Yeah, just. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons. Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, we'll talk about the smell of fear in just a moment. Okay. Uh, Andrew Lezis, and I, I hope I'm saying his name right. I, I've seen him on Twitter. Am I thumbs up? Okay, thank you. I, he is a he hosts a Suns podcast, um, and I see him on Suns Twitter. He had a post a while a day ago. And he tweeted out, two-ticket giveaway for KD's debut. Giving away two tickets to see the Suns and the Wolves at 7 o'clock. All you need to do is this. Reply with a pic of who you would take to the game with you and why you want to take them. Matt Ishbia responded, Love reading these stories and seeing the pics. Suns fans are strong, and I am proud to be a part of the community with all of you. Too late for tonight's game, but I will give 10 groups of two tickets to my suite for a game next week. Andrew Lezis, reach out to me and pick the winners. That's awesome. Pretty cool. There you go. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Can't do it this week, but next week... Andrew, you get to pick out ten all, groups of two. All these people, twenty who people in my suite. You, you get to pick them out. Twenty people in my suite. Go ah, see a game nice, next week. Nice. Really I see a couple groups of two in here, guys. <laughs> you, want, you want me to come in? You want Gambo to come in and take a picture with you? Yeah, you know, make that happen, right? Should have taken a picture and send it like who you go to the game with. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's cool. That's super cool. In fact, uh, yeah, Matt, Matt Ishbia, uh, he's pushing the right buttons. There's no doubt about it. Seven games to go tonight. Kevin Durant makes his return. You just heard the soundbite there a second ago in the uh, in, in the Sports Center. You got the question in the James. Closest thing we're going to get to a confirmation that KD is going tonight. Now let's talk about the smell of fear. Okay, this is Brian Windhorst this morning on Get Up talking about KD and LeBron and Steph. Ooh, that smell! Can't you smell that smell? Durant, LeBron. Curry and the rest of those Warriors, they smell something. They smell weakness in the Western Conference. Don't confuse all this stuff together for strength. It is a weak conference. Now, I'm saying that here in March. If we get to May and Jokic and the Nuggets and Ja and the, and the Grizzlies are standing there in the conference finals, they can give the middle finger to all those teams who feel that way. But right now, those teams smell weakness. And Durant's coming back. LeBron's coming back. LeBron's coming back on a bad foot because he smells weakness. <laughs> You know, it, it's. It, I don't disagree with anything you said. It goes to the point that Pelton said, would you take three teams or the field? Right. I think three is too much, but I would say two. If I gave you your top two teams, would you take those two teams or the field? Say you, you could take Phoenix and Sacramento, Phoenix and Memphis, Phoenix and Golden State, Phoenix and Denver, or the field. Which is a better play? What's better odds? Uh, okay, if it's two... 
I'll take the field. If it's three, I take the three. You take the three. I would. That that to me is the cutoff. You give me three, and my three would be exactly the same three that he said. I would take Denver. I would take the Suns. I would take Golden State. You give me those three, I'm taking those three. You tell me I can only pick two, I'd rather have the field. That to me is the cutoff. I don't know how you feel about it. That's how I feel about it. I mean, Sacramento is so good offensively and so bad defensively. Yes. Like, they can beat you like 160 to 155. They can. But, man, they just don't have a good defense. But, man, but they're good. I mean, I like that team. Fox and Monk and Sabonis has been great. Like, Mike Brown's done a really good job with them. The Warriors' pedigree is... I mean, you know what it is. I mean, Steph and, and, and Draymond and Clay, and if they get Wiggins back, I think that's... I think if they get Wiggins back, I would include Golden State in my three. If they don't, I won't. So, uh, would you agree, then, that if I said two teams of the field, that you would take the field, or would you go with the two teams? Or would you need a third? Yeah, you know me. I'm not much of a field... You're, you're more not, of the field guy the field than guy. me. I'm like, I get my top two choices? Yeah. Like, I, I think I would take my top two choices. Okay, so you'd go for two. I think so. And, your and that's why I'm not be, a gambler. Your two would be? I would take the Suns. That's our, see, that's, see, I, that's don't I, don't who, that's, I don't know who the that, second team that's is. That's why I would want three. Because I, the, I, don't know the I, second I team can't is. choose that second team. That's where I would want the three. Memphis is playing good. I'm... Wiggins comes back, I would probably take Golden State. Okay. If Wiggins comes back. Okay. Okay. Look, I think what Windhorse is saying is really, and not to like pat ourselves on the back, I, I think it's very similar to what we've been saying for about the last week or so. And what we've been saying for the last week or so is that what makes this Western Conference so unique, all the heavy hitters are at the bottom of the conference. All the names with the experience are at the bottom of the conference, right? And by when I say bottom, understand I mean the bottom of the playoff standings. Kevin Durant is hanging out at four. Kawhi Leonard is hanging out at five. You know, Steph Curry is hanging out at six. There's LeBron James. He's in the play-in tournament. The, the, the traditional power and the traditionally great players are at the bottom of the Western Conference playoff standings and not the top, and that's what led Windhorse to say this. Those teams are not afraid to play on the road. You look at the Warriors. The Warriors, to repeat on the title, are going to have to win four series without home court advantage. That's never happened. You'd say, no way, but they're like, we've done that 27 consecutive series. We've won on the road. So there's no fear about those top teams. Those top teams have a chance to instill fear, but it's not there. Yeah. And now, look, if one of those top three teams win it, then to Windhorse point... They will extend a middle finger and say, "Hey, Brian Windhorst, right here." You know, yeah. like, okay, we, you want to, you repeat it again for those in the back. Say again, right? Like, but I think he's right. I don't. I, I, I think the Suns could potentially shred Denver defensively with what they can do offensively if everybody's healthy. Memphis, to me, always on. Wait, say that again. You think they I think could the Suns on offense could shred Denver defensively? Because I think Denver's got one really exceptional defender in Aaron Gordon. I think the rest of them are vulnerable. Really vulnerable. They don't have an answer for Jokic, though. No. DeAndre's not an answer for Jokic. Can you play that to enough of a draw where, remember, Kevin, when we had Pelton on, he was talking about Jamal Murray. He's okay defensively. Michael Porter Jr. is a real liability out there. Aaron Gordon's great. But one man cannot stop 
the Suns defensively with a matchup out there. So I, I would I would like that matchup for the Suns very much. The Kings, I, I I respect what the Kings have done this year. They got to show me something in the playoffs for them for me to not think that they're a one and done team yeah. or a two and because they just don't have the experience. You know, these the three pointer the three point shot is the great equalizer, and that's where you know you look at Golden State or you look at Memphis, you look at some teams that can. You know, that that's the great equalizer. The Suns are not a three-point shooting team. They're not. And you know this. I mean, if a team goes 21 for 35 on their three-pointers against the Suns, they can win that game. Sure, of course. Because yeah. the Suns don't hit a lot of threes. Um, they, don't, they don't take as many, and they don't shoot as many. But the Suns are going to be so efficient offensively, so efficient, which allows them to get back into their defense. Doesn't allow the teams to get out and have those fast break runs against them. Because, look, Durant is, Durant's been injured, and Chris Paul's been injured, and Booker's been injured. And you know when that—that's what campaign was talking about. We need to we need to score so we can set up our defense. The Suns don't want to get into running matches with other teams. Not at their age. Not with the age of Paul and Durant and some of the injuries they've had. They don't want to get into those 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 uh, those track meets against. Well, teams. they certainly don't want to run into a team that's got a bunch of three point bombers who could hurt them like that. I'm not saying Sacramento can't. I'm not saying Denver can't. I'm not saying Memphis can't. I know it sounds like I'm saying that. I just think that I like. Windhorst, and in some regards, like Kevin Pelton, I would choose to go with the experience. I would choose to go with the talent, the proven talent this time of year. And say what you will about the seasons they're having, the proven talent is not on Denver, and it's not on Sacramento, and it's not on Memphis. It's just not. And that's what everybody said about the Phoenix Suns two years ago when they got to the NBA Finals. And that's a great point. And Sacramento can very well, if they want to extend middle fingers, that's exactly how they can do it. They could be Mm -hmm. the Phoenix Suns of two years ago. But that's what everybody There's said. No doubt, you're right. That the, the Suns will just be happy to be there, and they're going to run into LeBron in the first round, and LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to eat their lunch, and it looked like it was going to happen there for a minute. Booker had never didn't. been to the playoffs, and Michael Bridges had never been to the playoffs, and Cam Johnson had never been to the playoffs, and you know a lot of their key guys is you know you, you relied on the experience of Chris Paul and Jay Crowder, but a lot of those guys had never been to the playoffs. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, you can first of all let me tell you, you can text us your thoughts on everything we're talking about here as always the fan duel text line is open for you right now at 6 20 now when we come back what are some of the key things to watch out for in kevin durant's fingers crossed home debut again that's next burns and gambo burns and gambo afternoons arizona sports the local sports leader. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. All right, let's try this one again. Time to update our Twitter poll question of the day with a question that we rolled out three weeks ago to the day. Here's Eric Ruby. Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. Right, it was three weeks ago today. Uh, I think it's about three weeks. I, ago. I think I think it was exactly three weeks ago today that we were asking the same question and having the same anticipation for Kevin Durant's home debut as a member of the Phoenix Suns. I believe it was. So, uh, if this question sounds familiar, there's a reason for that. We never really got an answer to this question. It's not often you get to do questions like these twice. Rubes, roll it out for us. What do we got? We'll give me an update on it. When will Kevin Durant's name be read when the starting lineup is announced tonight? Your options are first, second or third combined, fourth, or fifth, a.k.a. last. If it's fourth, it's because they're giving the honor 
keeping the honor with Devin Booker right. to be fifth. If it's fifth, it, usually you introduce your biggest star at the end for the loud cheers. But we've got some precedent on this one. When LeBron went to Miami, he was first so that Wade could stay last. When Kevin Durant went to Golden State, he was first so Curry could stay last. I'm going to go with precedent on this one. I think Kevin Durant's going to be introduced first. I, I could see that. I could totally see that based on what other teams have done. But you know what? I'll just go last. Well, okay. Booker says, you know what? You you go last tonight. Would that mean that Booker would become first? No, I think Booker would be... Second poll question. Fourth. <laughs> I don't know. I know, but... I don't know, man. I just want to watch them play. I don't care when they're announced. I know, but it's... it's it, it, There's a there's a, there's a a deference here, right? Like, okay, I'm going to defer to you. I'm going to defer to you. I would think that if Kevin Durant is last, they would move Devin Booker. It's like talking first. about the commercials in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I hope they go, like, <laughs> second cares? or third. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? It's like talking about jerseys. I hate talking about jerseys, says Gambo. <sighs> What's the audience say on this one? This one's an overwhelming majority. 55.2% believe that Kevin Durant's name will be read last when the starting lineups are announced. In second place at 20% is fourth. At 16.1% is first. And 8.6% say second or third, which would be objectively funny. You, that would be, yes. If, if Kevin Durant is the third player introduced and Chris Paul is second to last, then that would be objectively funny. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Thank you. That is the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. One word. Word at Burns and Gambo is where you can find that. Also at ArizonaSports.com, what you can find is a preview of tonight's game from our own Kellen Olson. The three things to watch in Kevin Durant's return and the rest of this season. He actually has more than three things listed here, but we'll try to stick to the spirit of this. Okay. Um, I think the first thing is the most obvious, and, and he calls it immediate relief. And what he means by that is we've gone 10 games without Kevin Durant, and in just about every single one of those games, it's been the Devin Booker show and nobody else. No help, no assistance. It's been. What about the bench? He's talking about from an individual scoring standpoint. Okay, I mean, I, okay, from that, the bench has been great. The last three the games. The bench, 62 and 50-something, okay. and like, they've got a, three of the ten games they've been great. The previous seven, they weren't so hot. No, they weren't so hot. They were losing those games. They had lost a bunch of games in a row. It was Booker on an island by himself. A media relief for Booker to take the pressure off and not have the double teams and the, the spacing that Kevin Durampian on the floor allows you. I mean, like, I was watching a video of his warmest, man. I don't think that guy misses a shot. Like, he is just, he's so tall. He's so long, and his arch on his shot, it's like it's hard to defend Kevin Durant. As a matter of fact, I've heard a lot of things over the last couple of weeks talking about how Kevin Durant's actually the hardest player to defend in the NBA. It's harder to defend him than it is LeBron, you know? His release point is so high. It's you, so high. You, you can't defend, so high. You can't can't defend, defend it. it. Yep. You can't. He just, and he, it's so quick. He gets it off so fast that you really can't get a really can't get a hand on it. And I, your, your point about the bench is a well-made one. I mean, it, it, the last three games, the bench has been, what, 57 points per game? 58 points per game, I think is what they're at. I mean, 53. Yeah, they, and they had one game in the 60s. They've been, they've been phenomenal. But that is a relatively recent phenomenon when it comes to this time without Kevin Durant. I mean, it's been a real struggle. I mean, how many times do we basically say, look, this team's no good the way it's currently constructed if Kevin Durant's not on it. They're not good enough because they don't have enough quality players. That's changed a little bit, and we'll get to the bench in a minute because Kellen certainly mentions that. This one, I I think, is the biggest. I really do. Okay. Um, and that's DeAndre Ayton's involvement in the offense. You I, always, yeah, you've, okay, I'll let you expand yeah, on I that just, because I, you, you're big on they, they need, I don't know that they need I, I'm not sure that they do. I, I think they need it 
And Kevin Pelton said it better than I could when he we had him on earlier. He said he's basically the only interior guy they've got in terms of a, a dependable score. I think he's going to get looks. I, I think all of those rotations and all of that movement and all of that concern about Kevin Durant parked in the in the corner or Devin Booker out on the wing is going to leave things wide open for DeAndre Ayton. He's got to take advantage of it. I just think that in those three games where we saw Kevin Durant here, I think they got away from Aiton a little bit, and I still think they need to they need to feed him, right? I, I think he, not a lot. I don't think he needs to take a ton of shots. I don't think he needs to score a ton of points. I think they have to keep him engaged enough offensively throughout the course of the game so that when you need a bucket out of him in the fourth quarter, he can give it to you. He's engaged. Okay. He's, you know, he's, he's fair, there. He's fair. part of it. I'm not saying he needs to average 20 points per game. He doesn't. No, he'll get a lot of it. Listen, he's going to get a lot of alley-oops. You watch. He's going to get a lot of alley-oops because of the attention paid on anybody, everybody else. He's also going to have to excel at the putbacks, the tip-ins, and yep. stuff like that. But, you know, I mean, there's going to be times when guys, you know, if these guys drive to the basket, the double team, you're going to double Booker if he's driving. You're going to double Durant if he's driving. You're even going to double Paul to make sure he doesn't get to the elbow. That's going to leave for some some lobs to DeAndre Ayton. He's pretty good at those lobs, too. Yeah, he is. It, look, they're going to be in Kellen points this out in the story. There are going to be some nights when he takes five shots. There are going to be some nights when he takes 15. I, I would just like a consistent level of, if you could get two to three shots out of DeAndre Ayton a quarter, I just think that keeps him, because here's the other thing too about Ayton. I think him being engaged offensively leads to him being more engaged defensively. You know, like he's checked into the game more when he's getting some touches in the low post yeah, and getting some that. shots. So I think I think that's important. Um, the other thing you mentioned, you brought it up, the rotation choices and the bench and who plays and who doesn't. And I think more than anything, what I'm what I'm really anxious to see tonight, in addition to everything else, when Kevin Durant is on the floor at the beginning of the second quarter and when he's on the floor at the beginning of the fourth quarter, because that was the trend, right? Who are the other four guys out there with him? And and what what sort of tryout is going on for the bench to see because that's is tonight a fair indication it's tonight a fair indication because then the reason I'll ask that is there is there a minute limitation on him I would imagine so but I still think if Devin Booker continues to get his rest at the beginning of the second and the beginning of the fourth if Monty follows the trend from KD's last debut Kevin Durant will be on the floor at the start of the second and the start of the fourth what I want to know is who else is out there with him. Because I think that's kind of an audition. I think Monty Williams will be auditioning to see which other four players play the best when Kevin Durant is out there with the bench. You know, because as you said many times, Monty is not going to play all five bench guys. We're not going to, that's gone. We're never going to see that. It will always be Devin Booker or Kevin Durant on the floor at all times. Who are the four who are out there with Campaign? Okay. Bismack Biombo got up a center. Ross and Warren? No. I'm going to go Ish Wainwright. For defense? For defense. Okay. And then Ross or Warren. I don't know which one. That's part of the trial. That's or, or do you do a little small ball five with Kevin Durant? You could. He's the center. Absolutely and you could. Don't, and you don't play Biombo. And you, you don't play could. Landale, right? Mm-hmm. You could. And then you could get. Ross out there if you wanted to and have Kevin Durant be a small ball five and see that's the intrigue that's what I'm that's part of what I'm going to be watching for tonight because I, I I know almost for a fact 
that Kevin Durant or Devin Booker will be on the floor at all times. I, I just want to know when Durant's out there with the bench guys, who are the other guys out yeah. there? You yeah, know? I get it. I get it. And then how soon do they bring Book back in? And uh, you know me, I'm a stickler for writing down those damn substitution patterns. I know you are, and so. I expect a full report on I'll my desk tomorrow, sure young man. Sure, I will. I'm I, sure. I, I, I plenty of notes on that. Even if they're up by twenty in the fourth quarter, I'm going to be waiting to see. I've heard Burns is a tough grainer too, so you got to be very articulate. Yeah, I, I, I want meticulous. Copious notes yeah. on my desk by 8 a.m. tomorrow you, you on the rotation. you realize that I was just okay with a passing grade? Well. I didn't need like an A or a B, just whatever the passing grade was. You realize I hold you to a higher standard than that? I hold you to higher standards than your teachers did in high school. I expect more. How does that mean? I just, I, I, I want, I, I hold you to higher standards. Okay. A passing grade's not good enough on the Burns and Gambo show. Mm. We demand more out of you. My handwriting's not really legible, so... No, it's really not. Is this your homework, Larry? <laughs> Let's have a say play that again! Is this your homework, Larry? Let's we know that this is your homework. Who did he... Is, did he it's, say Larry? It's John Goodman from... Uh, what is that for? What is that for? Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski, of course. Of course. That's right. You've, you've I added those in after the uh, clause was revealed. <laughs> oh, my God. You've, you've, I can't imagine you've seen The Big Lebowski. I don't know that I have. I don't think you have. I don't think you would have liked it very much. No? No, I'm pretty sure. The musical number in the middle with the bowling balls probably would not have been Gambo's Oh, it was a bowling movie? Tea. It was kind of a bowling movie. Yeah, that's one way to describe the Big Lebowski. Yeah. It's, it's a I don't bowling know it's movie. The most accurate way, but it's certainly one way. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, now that Kevin Durant is back, are the Suns going to win it all? Well, that's not a loaded question at all. We'll try to figure that out next. Burns and Gambo.